0: on site in Singapore at the Hack in the Box conference that's held at the Internet Continental Hotel here in Singapore located in the Cultural and Art District of Singapore. And today we are very privileged and very pleased to have Zotan Balazs who is the Head of Vulnerability Research at Koju AI join us today to share with us some of his insights and highlights that he presented at the uh, presentation earlier on Web3 and Scams. So Zotan, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Jane, for having me.
0: Thank you. So, um, scams, right, um, and Web3. So, two keywords in your uh, title of your presentation. So, I thought, you know, before we dive into the scams, let's talk about Web3 and what it means to you because, obviously, it means many um, different things to different people. Some people talk about Web3 as a metaverse. Some people talk about it as a, just, uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin. So, what does Web3 mean to you?
1: Yes, uh, I also wanted to try and find a good definition for web free, and uh, there are uh, thousands of different definitions and uh, I did not like any of those. So I came up with my own definition, which is a bit different than the others. Uh, for me, web free means that uh, you are interacting with a website. Uh, but instead of using passwords or similar logins, you are using something called a wallet software. And this wallet software has some cryptocurrencies like Ethereum or something similar. And then you are interacting with a blockchain as a backend database. For me, that's the definition of Web3 from an end user perspective.
0: Right. So uh, under in your definition, it will obviously also include NFTs and the metaverse are uh, gaming tokens, uh, of course, DeFi tokens, um, cryptocurrencies. Right. Okay. Now that we got it clear, we go on to scams and. If I may just ask a question, I'm sure, which is on the top of many people's minds when they look at MFTs, right? And they look at, you know, for example, Jack Dolce's, um two point—is it two point nine million tw- tweets uh, NFT? And then you have um uh, team, sir, 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 sir team Sir Tim Berners Lee uh, web code, which he sold as an MFT for about five million. And of course, you have the crypto. Uh, uh collection, that's what, bordering on half a billion, and then you also talked about the Bought Eight Yard Club, the B-A-Y-C collection, which is also, you know, bordering on like one, one, one billion, Banksy art collection, you know, all these huge amounts of money. So I think a lot of people who are um, more familiar with the uh, traditional monetary valuation that's based on hard physical assets like gold and um Properties, right? look at these NFTs and think, are, are
1: these, you know, are these scams? Uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of scammy projects right now, and uh, you have to know that uh, some of these prices are inflated, and uh, there are many reasons why some of these prices are inflated. Uh, for example, we know that uh, some celebrities they started to. Uh, get involved in the NFT project, because they already bought some NFTs, so they really wanted to hype it so they can sell it on the top and just make money from it. Um, There's also this uh, very interesting thing that, because blockchain is kind of anonymous, not really, but a little bit, uh, you can practically sell your NFT to yourself at any price. Mm. And let's say you get a loan, for example, you don't have any money, you just get a loan, and with that loan, you can buy an NFT and because uh, you will receive uh, the uh, price for the NFT, you can instantly uh, give back the loan. And uh, this is called something flash loan. And this is really interesting that by uh, not having any money, you can move and transfer a lot of money in one single transaction. And if it succeeds, then you can practically sell yourself your NFT for any kind of money. And people will look at your NFTs and think, oh, someone Mm. bought this NFT for this terrible amount of dollars. It should worth something. And last but not least, uh, art has been always uh, a very effective way of laundering dirty money, right? And if you combine this uh, with the web-free world and NFTs, it's a very easy way to say that, okay, I have a lot of money I want to clean, how do I do that? Let's buy a L- cheap NFT, then uh, use my dirty money to buy mm-hmm. this cheap NFT, and then I can prove uh, to whatever governance that government that, hey, uh, someone, I have no idea who, bought my art uh, for this ridiculous amount of money. I paid my taxes. I have clean money. Mm -hmm. There you go. So Mm -hmm. these are, I think, the key factors behind the prices Mm -hmm. of the NFTs. And also there's a lot of hype. We Mm -hmm. will see which NFT projects will survive or which not. Um, I uh, follow a very great guy on YouTube called Kafizila, and he just recently made... um, list of celebrity NFTs and analyzed uh, how well they really went. And it was like one or uh, one or two projects out of the 10 he checked was successful on the long run. All the others, they are just going down and Mm -hmm. down in value.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. So you you talk about, you know, um, art traditionally has been used as a way to launder money and that uh, practice kind of carried over into the nft world and it makes it seem some of the projects could be you know a, a way to carrying on the money laundering um, yes. um, uh, work and therefore seem could seem like a scam right okay you also described how some people could uh, actually sell their own uh, could get a flash loan, right, and then pump up the price of the NFT, and therefore it could also look like a scam. So this is also what you refer to in your presentation, these are uh, pump and dump schemes, as well as rug pools, right? And you briefly touch on one of these examples, which is the Squid Game um, Um, episode, if we can call it episode, right. So for our audience who are not too familiar with uh, this uh, incident, can you describe what happened there? Squid Game, I understand, is of course a very popular Netflix um, film. So the scammers um, uh, leverage on the popularity of the movie or or rather the TV show to to, to defraud people?
1: Yes, um, so there is this technical term term called ERC-20 tokens. Um, What it practically means that anyone, even you, uh, you can create a new token on the black blockchain easily, like uh, click, click, go, and you can have your own tokens. And let's say we call it Jane token. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you create this token, you can uh, define the name of the token, how many tokens there will be, uh, what can be the logo of it, stuff like that. And once you have, I don't know, 1,000, 1 million, 1 trillion, whatever tokens, Mm -hmm. you can do with these tokens whatever you want. In the beginning, it has zero value because Mm -hmm. it was created out of thin air, practically. Uh, There was no investment made behind. And uh, what these tokens usually do is that they promise something that if you own a share of this token, then you will have access to this or that. And uh, most people, um, they really mix up cryptocurrencies, like bitcoin or dogecoin or ethereum uh, and they don't see the difference between these cryptocurrencies and these tokens but there's a huge difference because cryptocurrencies can have value because uh, there's some uh, there's the proof of work or um, well uh, of course yeah proof of stake uh, there's mm-hmm. behind it and that gives value that it's a currency you can transfer but for tokens they don't practically have any value Mm -hmm. at the end, and um, so people come up with different stories why you should buy this, and uh, for example, uh, this Squid Game was a very typical rug pull that it has zero value, um, because uh, the whole show became popular, I loved the show, I I really loved it, Um, then they were able to ride this hype and uh, sell it to an awful lot of people, Mm -hmm. Uh, Then the price went really up and at the top they started to uh, dump the whole project and uh, Mm -hmm. they made a lot of profit by selling high Mm -hmm. and a lot of people bought at a very high price Mm -hmm. but couldn't sell it ever and Mm -hmm. they they lost a lot of money.
0: So the scammers uh, took the money, um, I presume fiat money, say in US dollars or in...
1: um, So uh, usually they they receive Ethereum. Uh, mm. in exchange, and then they have to somehow convert the Ethereum to mm-hmm. whatever they want, or they just keep it. It's up to them, but uh, they receive eth- Ethereum in the beginning.
0: Okay, so I think the next question that people will, will ask is, how could they possibly disappear? Because if they receive uh, in uh, the tokens in Ethereum, which is presumably, you know, um, Trackable because it's on a blockchain, right? So you can actually track the wallets. So they can't possibly
1: disappear, right? There's a way to freeze the funds. Um, yes and no. So um, actually, this is one of the uh, my new research ideas that uh, I want to investigate the anonymity and privacy of the blockchains, uh, but. Uh, Blockchains are both anonymous and they are not, because even though uh, you can track things and uh, sometimes you can uh, link a person um, to a wallet address, sometimes you can't. And uh, there's also this very interesting story called Tornado Cash, which is uh, practically a smart contract living on the blockchain and uh, people can use this smart contract to launder money. So what happens is that a lot of people put uh, Ethereum's into this money launderer machine.
0: A Tumblr is it? Yes, is that exactly. What
1: you mean? Okay. And uh, after a while they are getting it back piece by piece and it's, uh, sometimes it's hard to track that this money went to this someone because there are so many transactions right, okay. running inside. And I don't know whether the guys or gals behind the Squid Game uh, attack, they use this Tumblr service or not, but uh, if they didn't, then they are kind of stupid.
0: Right. So the fact that they can't be uh, traced uh, to date means that they probably did use it then, is a fair assumption? Say that again? The the possibility that, uh, that they are not tracked to date yet means that they actually use the the, the the Tumblr service.
1: Yeah, or they just did not cash out. Maybe oh, still right. sitting on a wallet. We don't. I don't know. I, I right. did okay. not investigate that Th- one.
0: That's interesting. Right. Okay. So um so like okay so let's carry on this uh squid Game gain example right um so what the scammers or the fraudsters do is they prey on people's uh emotions. In this case, uh. People's fear of missing out because, right, so because all these tokens are, you know, there's a lot, people see a lot of possible investment opportunities because the technology is so new. There's a lot of, as you say earlier, hype and promises, right? So it's something that the scammers and the fraudsters prey on. And it seems that this, uh, again, is an old-fashioned sort of um, scam investment scam technique, isn't it? So when we talk about Web3, we are still really talking, uh, in terms of scamming techniques, it's still quite old-fashioned. There's no new sort of ways of scamming people in
1: Web3, is there? Uh, it's both old and new, I would say. Um, Talking about fear of missing out, FOMO, uh, I really love it that, for example, if you look at the official logo for the Board API Club mm. and uh, the background, they have FOMO written on it. Oh, actually. do they? Right. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, I, I just love, love <laughs> this uh, one. And uh, yeah, it's, it's always about uh, people, they don't want to miss out the next big thing and uh, they are a bit greedy as well i mm. have to say so on both uh, sides the investors and also the scammer side yes right yes but uh, usually the scammers win <laughs> <mean, laughs> right, okay. in these cases yes so <laughs> the emotions are the old it's just a new interface they are still in core money mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, i also want to touch on uh, defi which is decentralized finance which you didn't really i think uh, speak a lot about in your presentation, but there's a, quite a lot of scams and frauds going on in that space as well. Like flash loans was one example that you talked about as a way to um, to scam the NFTs.
1: Yes, um, I just know a little bit about DeFi, uh, but uh, originally most of the scams uh, regarding DeFi were these tokens or ERC20 tokens I just mentioned to you. Um, because, uh, Again, it's it's the same with NFTs, that you can hype something, people will Mm -hmm. buy in, and then you just uh, go away. Um, Actually, there was one very interesting case recently in Hungary, and I I really loved that Mm -hmm. one. Probably the um, guy who lost a lot of money didn't love this story. But what happened is that um, he saw an advertisement online that... uh, someone is uh, selling a token for a very good price Mm. and they did met in person in a hotel Mm -hmm. and uh, the guy gave a lot of money in briefcases uh, for these tokens for a good price. Uh, he, He verified on his phone that he got a lot of these tokens went home, and at home he realized that he didn't receive that tokens he wanted to buy, but something which looks very similar.
0: Oh no, okay. Yeah,
1: so it's like uh, buying fake gold or whatever. Right,
0: okay, okay.
1: Yeah, and um, as far as I know, I believe uh, the people who did this are behind jail,
0: Oh, right, Okay. Yeah,
1: so right. That's that's the risk of in person scamming. That when there's a hotel, then cameras. So you know. Of
0: course, yes, that's right. So yeah. that's a good lesson for scammers. If you want to do it, don't do it in front of a camera. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure this is the conclusion of what I wanted to talk, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was really interesting to see that uh, it again uh, when I tried to investigate this story, I found that. When you receive on MetaMask a token, some, especially on mobile, it, it can be very hard to verify for a normal user that, hey, this is the token I wanted to buy, and it, mm. it's, it's not something just similar. It's, uh, again, it comes to the mm-hmm. uh, very crappy user interface of this uh, software, which I do hope they will improve soon, because mm-hmm. otherwise people will just, will just abandon this place if there are so many scams going around.
0: That's right, and of course, earlier you also talked about perhaps there's a need for regulation that will also give some confidence to the space and help people to adopt this uh, new technology with, you know, with with more confidence, right?
1: Yeah, uh, one interesting point uh, on the regulation part is that uh, a lot of people uh, they are saying that this whole immutability uh, mm. property of the blockchain is not really good because uh, in the normal world whenever any normal human and not highly technical person they want to for example transfer money and if there is a mistake they really expect to get it back right
0: Mm, sometimes (laughs) yeah so let's
1: say you have a typo for example in the address where you send the money things like that you Mm. you really expect that okay so i i will get back my money right Actually, it happened to me, uh, for example, and I got my money back through the banking system. Oh, well, and okay. and people criticize blockchains a lot for this immutability that if you do a mistake, then you cannot reverse mm. it. But actually, what I find fascinating that uh, this is an option and you can create blockchains and ecosystems where you can revert these things. For example, let's say there's a governance behind... Uh, the, that uh, ecosystem and uh, you can apply that, uh, hey, sorry, I do this. did this mistake, please approve my uh, mm-hmm. uh, request to revert this transaction and they can vote on it, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's really fascinating to see that it's also an option in the blockchain world, but uh, we will see which one uh, will be more popular, the one where it's immutable mm-hmm. or where it's possible to revert things. We will see that uh, if I have to bet, I believe both of them um, they will stay with us, and people will use this or that.
0: Right. I guess one example that comes to my mind, maybe I'm wrong, is that the DAO hack uh, where there was a fork, and then you come up with a, you end up with a Ethereum Classic, and yes, then Ethereum, exactly, right? yeah, and one is trading at not quite the same value of a, a fraction of the um, forked one. So, um, yes, yeah, so like you say, it remains to be seen which one will become more popular. Exactly. Um, so earlier you talked about um, uh, uh, you gave an example in Hungary of a scammer that approached a potential investor in a hotel. right? So if we look at that, if we take a step back and look at all this uh, f- um, the, the landscape of scamming that's going around, right, and if we compare to say the more sort of traditional, well, I the classic cybercrime like ransomware, yeah. so you have ransomware gangs, right? So in the scamming world, do you see big scamming syndicates or scamming gangs?
1: Uh, it's it's a pretty new word, and uh, there are not a lot of news about uh, people who are uh, in jail for these scams. Mm. Um, I believe if you want to operate a ransomware scheme, you need a lot more people to be in a group like, uh, as f- I might be wrong on this, but for example, this Conti ransomware group, they were like 80 people or something like that working on one ransomware. Uh, some people were operating the IT stuff, others were coding, others were testing. So there, there was a lot of people uh, running these camps. Uh, you can do it yourself or just a very few people, so mm-hmm. there's no need for such a large group, mm-hmm. group at the moment. We will see. But um, uh, for example, David, what uh, David mentioned in his uh, talk about these uh, gateway hacks mm. and things like that, uh, we know for sure that uh, a lot of these hacks are attributed to North Korea, for example. Mm. Um, and uh, I have not seen any evidence that North Korea is doing these uh, NFT stealing scams, for mm. example. But uh, I wonder why. And I believe they just don't have, I don't know. So probably it's they should. It's too much
0: of a scam <laughs> just to appeal to them. They probably want something that's more challenging technically.
1: I don't, don't know. know. I, I think they, they are just specialized in this way and they are they don't want to do too many things at mm, the same mm, time. I don't mm, know but mm. they are re- missing out on real money if they are not All in right, the okay. NFT scams uh,
0: as well. I think they will appreciate the tip that you just gave. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm not help. sure whether they listen to this podcast but you know if they are listening, okay. A note to them. Right, okay. Um. Uh, so uh, thank you Zoltan for your time today but one last question before we go. So advice to people in Singapore not to fall prey to these scams. I guess the obvious one is, you know, um, do your due diligence. And I think you also mentioned take time, don't rush. Exactly.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I wanted uh, to mention, that uh, whenever you are prompted with a window that confirm or reject or transferring money, Mm. stuff like that, pause for a moment. Pause for a minute. Pause mm-hmm. for two minutes because you can lose a lot of money if you mm-hmm. click on the wrong mm-hmm.
0: one. Yeah, don't let your emotions get in the way. Exactly. Like some of these are phone calls that we receive. Oh, your grandmother is sick. Please send money. Exactly. Yeah, don't panic. Take time. Cool down. Think about it. Right. Okay. Thank you, Zoltan, for your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you.